0: And now, weighing in, out of the blue corner, John the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other side, he weighs in, in from the red corner, Big John McCosney. Nice.
1: All right, everyone, welcome after the very first fight on Fight Island, which is really not just an island for fighting. It's an island with everything, the Ferrari world and everything there. But. UFC 251 is over and we, Josh Thompson, and I are here for you after UFC 251 to talk about everything that went on. This is the Weighing In Show. You can catch us on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and as I like to say, a plethora of other platforms. You can also, if you like our show and you want to be part of what we do, we have very cool t-shirts. For sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Put in Weighing In. You'll see that incredible picture that shows Josh and the ugly guy. Push on that picture. You can see some of our t-shirts. We have four shirts there for you now. A brand new cool one that is our new logo for the Weighing In show. I think you're going to like it. If you like it, take that use the uh, code word birthdays and it, since it is our one year anniversary of doing the weighing in podcast put birthday in there you'll get 20 percent off on those t-shirts i just ordered one myself and i'll be wearing it as soon as it comes in joshua did you enjoy the fights
0: i loved them what did i i uh I had most little- of them were fantastic yeah I- I have some mixed feelings about it, but we've talked to like I've I've brought up a couple things, but before we get into all the fights and before we get into all that stuff, there was uh we had a fan do a couple things for us. We had a fan do some uh fan art for us. So um I wanted to show this real quick. Very cool little uh fan art. I don't know if you guys can see that, but very nice. Thank you for sending it to me all the way from the UK. Uh, I would hang it up on the wall, but the frame broke. I'm actually holding it together when he shipped it here. So, uh, But I thought it was a very uh, nice gesture. Thank you very much. I want to appreciate that. Uh, another! I'm fan. calling bullshit. There, I didn't get one. Yeah, that's what the hell. Because people don't really like you. They just like, <laughs> there. There
1: are two freaking people on the show. Yes, yeah, Actually, you can't the, just we'll, send Josh the stuff. He'll
0: keep it. There's two and a half. There's there's a podcast Dave. <laughs> um, but there also somebody from uh, Sublime uh, Modifications, which they do like gun modifications, which is pretty dope. But uh, he sent me over some stuff as well. Some you know earbuds, a couple gun cleaners, things like that. Things, uh, you know, but it was a, uh, but it was really cool. What I really liked about it, and I was don't like to give a whole lot of credit to people that we don't work with sponsorship wise and stuff like that. But I thought this was great, only because he actually specifically sent something for podcast Dave. Podcast Dave, could you please stand up so you can see this? Because this is the greatest thing ever. So podcast Dave, just for podcast Dave, he actually decided to send you a tampon, which was absolutely oh. amazing. I thought it was wonderful thank that's you so beautiful. much for thinking of podcast dave it's yeah, beautiful cool. i love it it was great. anyways like oh that. i guess only i have that kind of sense of humor even even big john's not really in best.
1: Nah, that's just wrong
0: <laughs> it's just wrong but uh look the you guys i moving in i we've been, i've been getting headed up a lot i mean i don't know if people are hitting you up but i mean i get hit up a lot about uh they love our show they love what we're doing they love to see the growth and um We just had our one year anniversary, and everyone was amped about it. And everyone keeps reaching out saying congratulations uh, to me. Everyone's sliding in the DMs, going, "Hey, congratulations on the show!" There you go. It's I'm very, very happy. The fact that you know, I think we're right about fifty thousand subscribers in one in one year. Did a great job, and uh, it's only going to get better from here, man. I'm really amped up about it. So john it's been a pleasure working with you for one year podcast dave it's been a couple years you and i uh we've ventured off and did a couple other shows from before this but uh it's been fun you know we've had our ups and downs but you know like i guess kind of like stepbrothers kind of thing yeah you know so i stop him around a little bit he tries <laughs> to stop me around a little bit but it's fun uh the fights tonight let's get to the fights let's do it do you, you want to start with the main event or do you want to work your way up I, listen, I think
1: we work our way up let's let's go with the good You know, because you got got to admit, starting off, Amanda Hivas, what a beautiful performance, beautiful arm bar. The way she set it up, all of it, and, I mean, she had that thing locked in before the switch, where people are looking like she's down. She had control of that the entire way. I give Paige credit. She tried to work her way out. Her arm was getting cranked before she tapped out. So, you know, you get that that caught in that position. There's nothing you can do, you know. It's it's checkmate, and you know she got caught by a better fighter. You know, Hebus is uh, she's the real deal, and she's actually, you know, she is a a straw weight. She was fighting flyweight there. She's yeah. an actual straw weight. So she's someone. She's gonna be
0: competition for Wei Lee. Yeah, I'm not willing to go that far just yet. <laughs> but, but um, she's got a lot of other girls to go through before she gets to Wei Lee. Uh, yeah, but I will say this. She has the most impressive record i ever seen. 101, I think, is what she was listed at. Oh, I know. I know. I know. But come on. You gotta let the me people I was with it. right away, they go, she's had 105 I go, no, they're making it. you got to let me have fun with this. Gosh, can't you just ride along? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. With, along Dude, you're right. The they, 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 you're right. Go, ahead. Gosh, go yes, ahead. Yes, yes, yes. You already nine. Well, she,
1: ni- she was 99 and one just a couple, just two
0: fights ago. That's awesome.
1: That's so awesome. That should I be mean, 101.
0: So, a couple <laughs> things i don't want to ride Paige van's Ant too much the inactivity the broken arm things like that but she when she had the bottom position she got head tossed right to the bottom great head toss by how do you beautiful I mean? hebis her hebis okay so she had and a beautiful head toss right to side right against the cage great job the problem that i have is that Paige van's aunt even though she had the body lock she was kind of holding herself there there was nothing really holding her there. He just didn't even have like the elbow for the elbow control. All she had to do was unlock her hands. There's one moment where she almost got to her knees and that's how she ended up throwing. And then he was in up throwing her leg over the top to get to like kind of the back. But she was really kind of holding herself in that position. Paige Van Zandt was, and it just, it, it just, I don't know if it's from the lack of fighting or maybe it's the training and not being in fight. Like being able to get into the groove of fighting, but I just look at that as like that's kind of a technique in a position that just seems very something you would do like in early ages of MMA. And I don't want to knock her too much. I know just she's been inactive. She's been doing a lot of she hasn't been she hasn't been able to fight in a while. But I just I got a little I got a little concerned watching that part of them. Like you're really just holding yourself in that position. There was one moment where she could have got away. I guess I'm maybe I'm overreading it. Maybe I'm overlooking at it, but I just kind of was like, well, it's so simple. Unlock your hands, go to your knees. I'm not saying it's simple as in to do it against somebody, obviously easier <laughs> said than done. But she was holding herself in that position, even when she went to her knees, that made it easier for He was to throw her leg over the top and get to the armbar position, which is exactly what she did.
1: Yeah, but I think you're looking at there's two ways of looking at it. She's in Kezekatami, or a lot of people like to say a scarf hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Kezekatami in that position. She has the ability to hold with one hand, meaning she can take her arm, which is holding on to Paige's head, and you see her grabbing her thigh. You know that. Yep. What Paige was doing, in my mind, is she was keeping that arm because she had the, the right hand of Hebus locked up. That's when she's holding on. She's holding her in place. Yes, she is because she's holding her from being able to open up with that right hand and keep herself from getting damaged. So, you know, there's going to come that point. you got to let it go so you can try to get up. And I just looked at it when she did that. She made the mistake of her arm was stuck deep. And when the leg came over and she got the back, she rolled through. It happens. You know, I, I give her credit. She's working hard to try to, you know, fight. She's fighting good people because, you know, taking the fight against Amanda. Here, look, at that's a hard fight. She knew it was a hard fight going in. You can see by the odds in that fight what people were looking yeah. at you and i had, you and i had talked about that and i said Look, this could be a very hard fight for paige van zandt to win the only way she's going to win this fight is if she gets the fight to the ground and is in the top position she has the ability and some of the skill sets to cause some damage possibly go for a submission but if she ends up underneath or it's in the stand-up i just don't see her having much of a chance in the fight that's the way it played out but that's what happens hmm that's you got to fight the fight sometimes it goes exactly
0: yeah. the way you think sometimes it doesn't so that's why you do it yeah i actually texted you what, a couple hours before and i said <clears throat> i said i don't know man <laughs> these betting lines are looking pretty good right now i mean i think what is it if you bet 100 you're winning like 800 on page Amp, but yeah one time you know yeah one time so i was kind of like you know what i might even do this and you're like yeah don't do it do so, do that <clears throat> Yeah, but look, I just I felt like it was. I think some of it was just the inactivity, also just not Could being be. prepared for the actual, um, I guess like fight pace. You know, like I don't know what kind of work she's getting wherever she is. You know, whatever it is, but just being in well, she's active. up at she's up at Gracie Baja Portland. You know, yeah,
1: I'm, she's got her husband. You know, Austin Vanderford. He, look, he's really good, really good. But sometimes it's very hard to coach a partner a wife or yeah. a husband because it just doesn't come across the same way when they're saying, Oh, you're not doing that right here. Let me show you how to do that. And sometimes they get that, uh, you know, I don't like you telling me what to do, but I don't know that that's the case. Bobby on a is there, you know, he's a fantastic coach. He, there are some good people there, yeah, but you also don't know how much they're able to get together and actually train with everything that's going on. Oregon's had a lot of things going on too. So
0: who knows? Hmm. All right. Um, I guess to go to the next uh, chapter of that. Do we see her again in the UFC or do we see her bounce and where does she go?
1: <clears throat> I think she's bouncing. I think she's already made up her mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, I don't think the UFC is gonna
0: obviously they're not
1: gonna up her contract yeah. substantially. If they were gonna up it, they're gonna say, Well, you know, you've got this is your record. This is where you fit in our, you know, in our roster, and I think she's looking for more can't she get more? Well sure she's got she does have name recognition. Um a lot of people like to watch her fight. You know, is she worth what she wants? I can't say that cuz I don't know exactly what she wants, but someone will give her a contract.
0: Dave, can you scroll up so I can see more of her record? <clears throat> okay, go down Yeah, right. I just want to see the top 5, 6. So she lost to Rose, which is no shame. She lost to Michelle Watterson, which is no shame. No shame. Jessica Rose Clark it you know, still tough. Rose super is a tough. good no, tough, super tough. tough fighter. There you go. Still good tough. Super tough. Um, you know, and Amanda Rebus, uh, tough as well. She beat uh Heavis. Ray- Heavis.
1: It's it's Portuguese. Uh, yeah, yeah. The R and H. You learned that long
0: ago. Um, she beat Rachel Ostevich uh by submission. Yep. I mean, yep. all in all, I mean, I know she's not on the winning terror, you know, like she was early in her career. Yeah. Um I- I'm gonna tell you right now. With the injuries plagued, I don't know if she's able to go anywhere and get what she's probably making in the UFC. In the UFC, I don't know. I don't know if you wanna if you wanna if you wanna try to keep her. I don't know if they do. Um, she could go over. She could go overseas and fight. Uh, someone like Angela Lee or Michelle Nicolini. somewhere in that division. I don't know if she wants to be in that. That I think they're at one fifteen. So I don't know if she wants to be there or not. But that's. Those those girls are just as dangerous. Anjali's Angel- fucking nasty good. Oh, I know good. I know Michelle just beat her but like they both have kind of similar styles as far as jiu-jitsu wise except Michelle Nicolini's a nine-time world champion. So when you're talking about jiu-jitsu wise, I mean like I don't know if you really want to go over there and you just got armbarred by Hebis. I don't know if you want to try and go fuck around with Michelle Nicolini either. Um, you know, but then if you if you come over to Bellator, um yeah, you're going to have your hands full there as well. I just don't know if these companies. I guess she does have a following. She does have a following. She does. That's one thing you can go on. She's very, you know, she's obviously good looking, and I just don't know. I I, I really don't and know her. And you don't. Yeah, you don't know. What, and her husband's already at Bellator, so that exactly. obviously makes it there easier. It makes it yep. easier for her to jump there. I just don't know if if I'm that promotion. If I'm Bellator. If if I'm willing to pay her what I think she's trying to ask for, trying to get to, but that's not my business. That's not your business either. You know, we're in the same, we're in the same don't business. Care. We don't do that. We don't do, we, we could talk about it on the podcast, but sure. th- that's not our business. That's, that's the, the Rich Chow and the uh, Mike Kogan and the Scott Coker decision. Scott Coker. But you know, I mean, I like, I like her as a person. I've been around her a oh, couple of times, you know, nice some of the bro. events, super nice. Um, I just, I think because, because of the inactivity, of her fights and this the the broken forearm, the injuries, being plagued with injuries. I don't know how many more fights you're going to get out of her, you know, without more injuries. So that's kind of, I think, I think that will hinder what she makes. And will she be active? Will she get two or three fights a year? Or is she going to fight once a year? When, when did she fight last? Rachel Ostevich, she fought in oh, 2019. So that like January 2019. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's a year and a half ago. That's a long time. So if I'm banking on trying to market someone to try and you know get more people in the into the I guess can't say I can't say into the venues because no one's in the venues right now, but you know to get people more people to tune in it's kind of hard it's kind of hard I think it is but but w- all right let's take a look though take a look at the fight after I want to talk about the wait, I want to talk about the fight before okay. which one the main event on the undercard.
1: Oh, did I not tell you before?
0: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. But I'm it wasn't looking good it. for him in the first round.
1: Oh, he, that's the way he fights.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Every time. He's nuts.
0: Yeah, I saw. Fury
1: is crazy. Yeah. But he's fun to watch. Y-
0: you know, he he reminded me a little bit of, I don't want to say a, a dominant cruise because he didn't look that good. But he reminded me of, remember when when Travis Brown tried to mimic Dominic Cruz in one of the fights where he tore his knee or something like that? He kind of reminded me of that. Like, a little bit of that weird style. I mean, without the, you know, Travis, I don't think he ever really talked a whole lot of shit. Uh, But he just kind of reminded me of that, like, really kind of gangly, weird, trying to switch his stance a lot. And he did a great job. He He was getting clipped a little bit in the first. Looked like he started getting tired, a little bit of an adrenaline dump. Came out in the second and, and uh, was able to get his win. I think between rounds. I think also too, ozamir started thinking, okay, I'm touching him now in the first. We're only in the first. Wait till I get my hands on you in the second. And he was able to touch him clean in the first round a couple of times, knock him off balance, made it made it look like it was more than really what it was. But the second round, he just, I think he came in a little bit, little bit overconfident, like yeah, you're you're not on my level, and it, it ended up costing him. Especially, I think it was right after that head kick. Kind of rocked him a little bit, kind of got him, I wouldn't say on stilts, but got him thinking, like, oh, wow, that really did hit me clean. And then, you know, and then uh, Yuri just able to come forward and was able to hit him clean. Nice, nice work. I was come very on, impressed. That left, that left right was clean. Yes. I was very impressed.
1: Right. You know, and this is I, back when uh, Yuri was in Ryzen, I did a fight of his. This is what told me everything about him because he fought Vadim Nemkov. Yeah. And It was a 10-minute round, first round, and Nemkov was putting it on him. He was all over him, and Yuri was so tough and just kept taking it and never quitting and never giving in and always working to try to get out and then he put back in a bad position to the point he made Nemkov work so hard. At the end of the 10 minutes, Nemkov couldn't get off of the mat. He had beaten up Yuri for nine and a half minutes of it. He took 30 seconds of damage, and he was done in the fight because he couldn't get rid of a guy that just wouldn't quit. And then he ended up going against Mo Law. He got knocked up by Mo Law, but then came back later and beat Mo Law. And from you know that point where he lost to Mo, he hasn't lost since, I think. He might have had one in there, but I don't think he has. And he is just incredibly tough. He's hit super hard. He's got a big right hand and he's awkward and he's hard to deal with because of how awkward he is. Yeah. And he's going to be a problem for everyone in that division. And this is what goes to show you these guys are out there. Okay. You know, I, I worked with, you know, Yuri, you know, long ago. I worked with Peter Yan long ago. And these are the guys that I say, Hey man, there's guys out there. I'm telling you, they can fight with anyone in the UFC right now. And Peter Yan is now a champion. And Yuri just went and beat a guy that fought for the title, beat the number seven guy in the UFC. He's the real deal. And these guys are out there all over the place. There are great fighters that can fight with anyone. And that's what Yuri just proved tonight. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, I felt like a little bit of that, like I said, adrenaline up in the first. And then after you think I've knocked the cobwebs off, and then by coming in the second able to get a groove and a rhythm and it's like settled in okay here we are we're in the second round and 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 uh, you know that's hard
1: that's hard for him
0: coming in to that atmosphere into that promotion
1: you know hey that is not easy to deal with that even it's and it probably was better because of no crowd and everything
0: it's i look at it through it i look at it in a couple different ways people coming from from one promotion into the UFC, from another promotion into the UFC, I feel like they have a leg up because the people that are already in the UFC have that chip on their shoulder, like they think they're the shit already. And then shit like that happens. <laughs> is,
1: is that a chip on your shoulder? Or is that no, a, I'm just that no. a good or
0: a bad thing? I'm just like <laughs> uh, it's, it's a chip, like is in like the overconfidence, the cockiness, okay. the arrogance okay. of like you've been fighting in the low level shows, and i I've, I've I kind of feel when Eddie came to one. That Nastyuken did the self felt the same way. Like, oh, you're coming from the UFC to our show. You think you're going to beat me. Guys that are from another show, they're like, yeah, fuck you. We have like that. They have that feeling. The UFC guys, and I'm not saying Eddie did that. I'm simply saying that he just got clipped and caught. And Timothy's got fucking big, big dogs, nasty hands. Um, But you find, I've found that because I've had a lot of friends that have fought in the UFC and it just, they we they all have, we all have a little bit of that. Guys that have fought in the UFC when they come over, when other people come over to that promotion, they have that like, ah, this guy he's never never fought anyone like me. He's never that's bullshit. They fought plenty of people like you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and they've probably oh. fought guys that are better than you, you oh, yeah. know, in some podunk little show in Nebraska or some shit, some cornfed dude. Um, but the bottom line is, is that the confidence I think sometimes will the overconfidence will cost them, and I think. With Volkan Ozemir tonight, I think it cost him a little bit going to that second round. He didn't. I don't think he was overconfident in the first round, but as he started touching him and touching him and kind of Yuri's kind of like off balance with some of the th- the way he throws strikes, so it yep. made it look like he hurt him. I think more, and I don't know if Ozemir got a little bit more confident and cocky, not cocky, but just over more, overconfident. And I can't get my words out tonight. Got a little bit more overconfident, and it just. I think it led into the second round of like, okay, I've been touching him and touching him in the first. Here we go in the second. I'm gonna put this guy away, or I'm gonna I'm gonna really do some real damage. He left himself open, and I think the head kick was the the beginning of the end. Oh, no doubt that the
1: the head kick set everything up because mm-hmm. from that point, it was backpedaling time for Vulcan. But hey, these things happen, and and, and the hard part for Vulcan is he didn't really have anything to win. Yeah. Going with this fight because he's not gonna get the credit if he beats Yuri, he's not gonna get the credit he deserves because he's beating a really good fighter, a really tough guy if he gets that win and then no one's you know gonna say oh he he came from rising he he sucks, and if you lose man it's really a step backwards, and so it's, it's a step backwards for him and you know but Yuri for him it's it's a grand entrance into that promotion, and congratulations for it. You deserve it. You worked hard, and you made it happen.
0: I want to point out one more thing. As much as I hate to say this, um, Michael Bisbing brought up something tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and he said that Yuri had basically been offered a UFC contract before, and he had turned it down, yeah. basically saying that, like, hey, I'm not quite ready yet. Like, I, I am ready to go. I just want to make sure that when I do go that I can make a run at the title, not just show up, win one lose one win one lose one and then have to fight from there. And Smart young man. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was a great um idea. I I get too many people that think they're just going to jump right in the UFC, I'm going to take over. And next thing you know they're fucking 0 3 and they're out and UFC don't care about you anymore and until you get 6 or 7 more fights strong in a row against named guys, you yep. you won't be back. And so That's it um i got to tell my hat man to him well played very very well done good job worked out for this the best is that whole,
1: this is that whole thing that we talk about hey you're a fighter you're a business you have to run your own business you have to be in control of your business because you're the only person that can make that business run and work don't make bad decisions and he did and he made good decisions he didn't go to the ufc when they offered him a contract three years ago he went to ryzen he got a lot more fights he got a lot of experience and that experience is now paying off and he's gonna do well
0: he probably got paid pretty well at ryzen though i'm
1: sure he did
0: (laughs) i would imagine he got paid pretty well there but Um, you know
1: he this is the whole point is he's betting on himself yeah because when he goes to ryzen yes he's making money but like you always say, winning solves everything. If you're winning, you're gonna get those things. Yep. And you've got to bet on yourself. I can go here and perform and win, and then get that opportunity to go back there when I feel that I'm ready. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Smart love call. It. Smart call. I love it. I love, it. I love it. Uh the fight after Page was Rose, oh, and just fight. Good fight, man. I t- I. could have been the main event. Oh, that was fucking it, phenomenal! Fight. It was way
1: better than the main event. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> Just being it. honest, come on. I didn't want to
0: say it, but come <laughs> on, it was uh, way better.
1: It was. Both of those ladies were going after yeah. it. Ro- Rose looked so good in the first and second round. Mm-hmm. She was putting it on. Technically, look at the footwork. Look at what the way she was laterally moving, coming in, boom, boom, boom exiting out. It was picture perfect it was art it was it was like watching a master i loved every moment and and you look and i give jessica credit she's trying to use that head movement bisping was talking about the head movement it was a little exaggerated at times but that's what she had gotten to but man she was taking some shots but she is so tough she just kept coming after rose taking lunging you know advances at her trying to hit her with big shots then in the third round she got her opportunity you know it was not enough but i can't believe one of the judges went and gave the gave the fight to uh, jessica there's no way she won two rounds in that but the right person got the win that's the most important thing yeah and it was an impressive performance now i mean now you can do you can do a third fight they're one and one Somewhere along
0: the way, you can put them back. Yeah, I think, I think... Rose
1: just got herself a chance at Wei Li because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, Rose looked tired. She looked tired in that third round. Uh, I, she was snapping those punches in the first two. She, it's Look, the bottom line is this. It is really hard to stay long and lanky for three, four, five rounds. No. Car- carrying those four- and five-ounce gloves out there, you know, that at the length and the range that she is, it's exhausting. You know, she's trying to snap it at the end of the punch. She's she did a phenomenal job, like you said, in the first two rounds. Oh <clears throat> the head movement of Jessica, it was effective, but it didn't start getting effective until the end of the second. Like, but then as well, was the head movement was there in the first and the second as well. But the problem was she wasn't throwing off of it. She just kept, like you said, over exaggerated. Yeah. She was moving and moving. But nothing yeah, was coming but off of it. not coming
1: with any kind of shots Yeah,
0: off. and not only that, but it was more side to side versus slipping in and slipping in on either side of the punch to counter slipping with Slipping an angle to her right, yeah. slipping an angle
1: to the left. And yep.
0: trying to get to the hip. So anytime she threw the jab, you got to slip to the outside and try to get to the hip, either for a body lock or for a snatch single yep. or to step off and hit to the right hand or drag the left hook into the right hand, whatever it is. Um it she just wasn't doing it. She was just comfortable with making her miss. Well, that shit gets tiring. It gets exhausting, like just making a miss if you can, which she in the early fight, she wasn't making her miss. Rose was fucking hitting her with everything with a pez making her just pez dispenser. She was just snapping her <laughs> head back. Um, but I gotta tell you, Jessica came out in that fucking third round and she was nasty. That's the way she should have fought the first two. She slipped and threw and body locked and tried to get taken. She made it a, a dog fight. I don't oh. know what she was waiting for in the first two rounds. And if I'm, if, I'm a, if I'm a fighter and I go back and watch that fight, I don't know what her corner was telling her in the first two rounds. But why the fuck didn't they tell her to do that sooner? That's, I, don't, well, I didn't get that.
1: Did you hear her corner? And, and, okay. No, I did. They're right with one of them. But you want those two rounds. Oh, God. No. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I, you know, how are you even saying that to your fighter? Okay. If you are not 100% positive, that your fighter won that round hey don't know what it is don't know what the score is hey you're behind don't sit there and tell her she's winning when there's no freaking way in the world she's winning that fight right there yeah but they did you know i i, I thought the right thing would do is hey i need you to go out here and i need you to get after her. i need you to dominate her in this round you either have to dominate or you have to finish her to get this win that's what she should have done if you guys that's what they should have done
0: If you guys are fighters and you guys listen to this podcast, you guys got to tell your corners to listen to this podcast, okay? Because I'm I'm getting sick of hearing these corners say like, oh, yeah, you won that round or oh, yeah, that round was close. No, you actually got murdered in that round. No, you got your ass handed to you. Yeah, I I don't understand what fucking your coaches are seeing, but you guys got one thing you have to rely on your corners to be is honest with you if they can't be honest with you, you're going out there thinking, oh, I won that quarter. round. Or, you're, or in reality, you're not fucking being real with yourself. You know whether you won that round or not. Like, I would come back sometimes and be like, it was a close round. I'm like, did I win it or was it too close? And Bob would always say, too close. Why even ask? Like, it's too close. Huh? I'm like, well, maybe I thought something landed better than it really did, but it really didn't. But, but you know, as a <laughs> fighter, you there, you you only remember – phases of the round you remember certain parts you know the parts where you did really well and the parts you got really fucked up you know and sometimes you don't remember those because you got really really fucked up really fucked up but it's it's that part that I think the corners need to be 100% honest with their fighters so they don't go out there and twiddle around in the second or third round thinking they won the round before or the two rounds before and I feel like that probably costs for the fight I didn't hear that what you heard but if you're saying that her corner told her she won that round no 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 yeah i mean because if she would have fought the way she fought in the third in the second or in the first i think this whole fight would have been a way different fight possibly a different won. fight yeah yep. honestly both of them I, I i was kind of a fan of jessica Andraj, but i I follow her on social media and I, I she's always got a smile on her face she's always super sweet she's always very polite like kind of people that interact with her on her page and I got to tell you, this is like kind of the first time I've really sat down and watched all of her fight all the way through, like glued to the TV and be like, okay, let me see what she can do. Let me see like, get into it. I was very, very thoroughly impressed outside of the fact that I was more mad at her corners, like slip and throw, slip and throw. I didn't hear the, what you, we just talked about, you know, you winning the, the round that from the corner, but the third round was everything she needed to do. If they do fight again. That needs to be oh. your game plan. That, your game plan's already laid out. You know, Rose is going to do what she does. She's going to snap the jab, try to catch you the right hand, couple little head kicks, you know, the, you know whatever it is, mix it up a little bit. But she ain't trying to take her down. She ain't going to try to stick and move, stick and move. She needs to get busy. I think Jessica had some good leg kicks in the fight. She just didn't go to the well enough. She needs to go yeah. to the well more on that. I think the game plan's already been laid out, I think, by Joanna. Um, um, on just kicking that lead leg because Rose got such a wide stance and she got such long legs, kick the lead leg, try to land the body shot, try to land the big shots, or get into the body lock and try to get the takedown. I just, I think if they do fight another time, I like to see it as a title shot. I like to see it as, as a five round fight.
1: Yeah, whatever it is, yeah. they're one and one. Both of them have had great performances because you know in the first in the first fight, Rose was doing beautifully again, and it was getting inside getting to a high crotch and you know using what is your advantage her strength jessica andrage is super strong in that That weight class she can pick any girl up and drop that girl on their head Mm -hmm. at any time so you got to be careful when you have someone you know this it goes back to the old matt hughes there are those people out there that they just have that man when they can Get those hands together and get them around your body. They can lift you up, control your body, and bring you down in a position that you don't want to come down. That's what Jessica can do. and She's got good stand-up. I'm not saying she doesn't, but it's that strength that she brings
0: to the fight. Most girls can't match up with it, and that's an advantage. Matt, Hughes probably the strongest and most strongest individual I've ever locked up with. Absolutely, oh, I'm, just. I, I'm telling you around. right now, you know. Look,
1: at you, he was a 170 pound fighter. And I, I would, you know, screw around with Matt. Matt was just
0: farm boy strong. Insane. He was strong. Insane. We were out doing an autograph signing in Hawaii, and and we were tossing around a little bit. And I was like, good. God, like, no, I, w- I wouldn't say tussling <laughs> around. He was fucking throwing me around, like, ragdolling me. And then also, too, like, you know how your dad grabs your arm? Like, come here, boy. That's how I felt. So he fucking a couple times just grabbed me, like, boom, around my bicep. And I was like, gosh, it was, he would make, yeah, he would do that shit to me, like, randomly. Because once he realized he was, Oh, yeah. jeez, he would just grab me and well. Come here. I was like, son yeah. of a, Ah, get yeah. off me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a little story. One, one time we were shooting a commercial
1: at my gym, and Matt was doing the, the commercial. And I had this guy that worked for me. His name was Mike Garcia. And he loved Matt Hughes. Just thought, oh, my God, I got to meet Matt Hughes. Right. And, and so I told Matt, hey, this guy's going to come up to you. He is a huge fan of yours, but he's a smart ass. And he's going to tell you something. I don't know what about how good he is and that, you know what? I might be able to take you. Shut up. I said, I swear to God. And sure enough on cue, absolutely. He does it right. But I had told Matt, I said, Hey, when he does just spin him. I want you to get him in a choke. I said, he's going to tap right away and don't let go of it. Just put him unconscious. (laughs) Right. So Matt goes, "Oh, should I?" And I go, should "Oh yeah, I? you should, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah, right." So he does, you know, the whole thing. Right? It comes. Mike comes up to him. You know, I think I could take you. Boom! Oh no. Spins him, starts choking him, and he's tapping right away. And Matt does not stop. He oh, continues geez. to choke, and you see the panic in this in Mike's face. It's like, "Oh my God, you're not <laughs> he's not stopping." He's playing the drums, right? Uh. And right to the point where i said oh, that's enough and matt lets it go and he goes he tried to kill me oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, i said oh you could beat him yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was kidding
0: uh-huh i love that was strong i love being out at like restaurants or bars and there's always the, at least one or two guys that'll be like i used to box when i was younger i wrestled oh, yeah. in high school i wrestled in college or- I, I'm like, gosh, man. Okay, okay. I get it. I good understand. for you. And I, good for you. I think when I'm about your age, I might be saying the same stupid shit. Probably, <laughs> probably, man. Probably. Uh, the next fight. That was uh, Max, right? Another good fight. Aldo versus Jan. Oh, Aldo versus Jan. Gosh. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I really go wanted ahead. Aldo to win. I really I texted you you right before. I said I'm gonna go with Aldo. (laughs) Look, it was looking real promising. I felt like in the first and second round, when the leg kicks made Yon start switching his stance, he he started becoming real hesitant with his hands. I was very
1: happy to see Aldo actually go back to using the leg kick at least at a rate that was way above what he'd been doing for the last three years or so. You know, because that used to be one of his most effective tools, and he just got away from it. Yeah. He, he he definitely practiced, and he went back to it. And and I, I don't know, maybe he had some kind of leg injury. Maybe he did something to his shin that, you know, hurt it to where now it's hurting him to do the same kicks. I don't know, but it definitely changed his style, and it changed who he was as a fighter.
0: Yeah, I, I thought for sure he was going to win that fight, as especially as the second round was playing out, and he was landing the leg kicks, making Peter switch his stance. I mean, it. I had it, I think... I had I had Jose w- win in the first round. I wasn't sure if he won the second. It was close. You had who winning? Jose won the f- was it the first?
1: Yeah, he did not win the first. He got he got dry. He almost got finished because he got hit with a body shot on the oh, ground. Oh, that's right at the very end. Yeah, yeah, that's very end. Yeah, not yeah, even yeah. close.
0: That's right. That's right. Peter Young. Yeah. So it was the second round. Sorry I'm getting the rounds Second on the round he won. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just I wanted him to win. So I was like, I, ah, I got this. He I got He's got and it. He's got it. Was there. And when he started kicking and I had him, he was winning that round. The first round. Sorry. That's why he was winning the round up until that body shot, at the end of the ground and pound. And I got to tell you, I had never seen Peter Yon on top, like on top position. And you could just tell Jose had no answer for him on top. And anytime Peter was on top of him, I was like. Dude, put your feet on his hips and kick him back. Do something to get up. He kicked him back one time after he got hit to the body. Kicked him back, and then he just laid back to his back. I'm like, what are you doing? Get up. (laughs) What are you doing? And then when he shot that takedown, and Peter threw his leg over the top, he shot the takedown, and Jose ended up on bottom. There was a moment there where they had a scramble, and, and Jose could have got to his feet, and he didn't. He laid back to his back. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get to your feet. I just, I was, I think he thought maybe he was losing in the scramble or something, and he just decided like I'll play it safe. I'm kind of winning the round. I'll just go to my back. No, nope, nothing's gonna happen. They got hit with that nasty like rib shot or body shot, and it changed. It, I mean, you said he lost that. He lost that round. I had him I winning. Did. I had him winning the rest of the, the rest of that round. But I mean, that was only a minute in the last round. In the first round, that he lost it, but he did get hurt. So. I don't know. It was a close round. I had Jose win in the first round up until that body shot. So, but then Jose won the next uh, what? The next two. He won the second. The I believe he second, won the third. I think he won the third too, and then he lost the fourth. Obviously, he—you could just tell. Now, let me ask you this: Was that from the weight cut, the fatigue, the it? it he slowed down a lot. It wasn't a but, little yeah, bit. It know. was a
1: lot. Come on, this is what we talked about, though. I said. At 145, he used to start to slow down in the later rounds. It was always, you could see, and now it, it didn't mean that he wasn't winning. Because mm-hmm. he would, the guys he was fighting, he still would win rounds. But you could see the the progression of what he was doing slowed down. The offensive output really slowed down. And he's always been that guy that, you know, go back to Mark Hominick when he fought Hominick at 129. In Toronto, yeah. think about it. Fifth, fifth round, You know he had put it on Hominick for first, second, third, even the fourth round. Fifth round, Hominick starts putting it on him. He can't get up from the ground. He was tired.
0: Yeah. Now, I can tell you, I was the referee of that fight. He was tired. And Hominick so, got that big hematoma on his head, huh?
1: Yes, he did.
0: Jeez, that thing was nasty.
1: Yeah, it was a good one, but... You know, Jose has always had that. He tends to tail off. And now at 135, that was the real question for me. You get into the fourth, fifth round after the weight cut. And and I will tell you, he looked fantastic, I thought. Physically, he looked really good. He looked relaxed. In the first round, he was fighting really well. and And his speed, the one thing that's very difficult, is for a guy to come down in weight we talk about and match that speed and his speed was definitely there so he looked good but you could see that he was starting to tail off and after that in the middle of the third round i go he's getting tired in fact i texted you and said he's getting tired yeah and uh, and it just from that from that moment it just started to go downhill and it's all because of He's not as offensive. He doesn't throw as many techniques. And that allows his opponent to, in turn, start throwing offensive te- techniques towards him, and they're not coming in the direction of the opponent, and the tables just start to turn.
0: Yeah, I think early in his career, he could t- he could afford a tail off in the 4th <coughs> and 5th because he'd already done so much damage to the people, they started fearing him going in the 4th and 5th. But as yep. now, he's getting a little bit older, uh, he's what is he only like thirty three? Only like thirty three. I know, God, This guy's been fucking fighting forever. It seems like, um, and he's still a really good fighter. So good. God, so he's good. good. Yeah, I. He just he starts to slow down, and now the younger guys are like, "Hey, I'm still here, and I can tell if I just keep pushing you and keep pushing you, that yeah. I can get, you, I can potentially get you out of here." Um, look, I don't know if I was overly impressed with Peter Yon though. Like if if I was to put him against Henry Cejudo, I would take Henry.
1: Well, I would have taken Henry already. Yeah. You know, I before take- the before this fight, but that's because I believe Henry can take Peter and put him in places that he doesn't want to be.
0: Yeah, and I think Henry's definitely faster. Yes. Um so if the speed along with the wrestling makes for a very dangerous person and plus I think just in that grittiness just That Mariah's fight with uh, Henry Cejudo really just fucking won me over, man. Just just, cemented the deal. Just cemented the fact that, like, dude, you are just a fucking junkyard dog. Junkyard dog. You're that guy just, like, get in there and just, like, I don't care. I'll stick and move on the outside and I'll wrestle you if I have to. But then when going gets tough, I'll just get in there and get dirty. I had to bite down on this
1: mouthpiece and just throw and let you touch me so I can touch you. What's going to happen?
0: Yeah, very impressive, man. who So Sterling obviously had said some stuff. Henry Cejudo had said some stuff on Twitter. Sterling said some... He's, Sterling said nice stuff. you know. And then Henry <laughs> talked a lot of shit. And then who was the other guy? Mar- was it Marais? Yeah, Marais I think said like, oh, this guy won't last a couple of rounds with me. I, I don't know. I mean like, realistically, Sterling's going to get the next shot. Marlon Marais will probably be after that. And then you've got... Henry's just on sabbatical. <laughs> he's retired. But I mean, outside... I would really like to see the Volkanovsky fight that Henry had talked about. Oh, that's, you know, yeah, this but- is that, this, that's where it's really,
1: I, I personally love what Henry Cejudo is doing mm-hmm. because he, this is when we talk about, you know, and we, we talked about it with John Jones and how he tried to set up the Francis Nagano fight. And I said, he didn't do it right. Oh. And, and not, I love the fact that he tried to set it up, but he didn't let it play out the way it needed to. Out, so he put himself in a position where the UFC were the one saying, "Hey, do you want to fight this fight?" You know, and he goes, "I'll do it." You know, and th- so then it becomes about, "All right, now it's just down to a price." Yeah. Well, with Suhudo, Cejudo, with- Cerruto is in a position; he's the, you know, the bantamweight champion because he gave up the flyweight belt, but he's the bantamweight champion, and then he says, "You know, hey." I'm going to walk away. I'm done. I'm retiring. You know, thank you, uncle Dana or whatever he says. And he goes off and then he comes back a week later and says, you know, yeah, you want me to come back? Yeah. I would come back for Volkanovsky. Mm -hmm. And he just puts it out there and that's it. You you want me to come back? Yeah. Put me against Volkanovsky. All right. And hasn't played it out. And then, you know, Dana's come, I I don't, you know, I, I don't like that fight. Do you think Dana doesn't like the fight? No. It's not that he doesn't like the fight. It's right now he's like, I don't have to do it. And I've got all these guys that I think can work out. Let me see what happens. But with Volkanovsky, yeah, he would like to see Henry. So fight him. He just doesn't want to pay Henry what Henry wants to make to bring him back. But Henry's in that position. They know exactly what they need to do to bring him back. And that's he's sitting in the driver's seat because if he sits there and says, hey, I don't have to fight. I'm retired. It's okay. Well, as long as he believes that and he goes with it, it's great. Cause they always know if Volkanovsky continues to win, they always know, Hey, we, we can always uh, offer it to Cejudo and Cejudo will come back and people will watch. Henry started to get people interested in who he was as a person, as a fighter. And he put on great performances. You can,
0: can't say anything about his last, what, no. five fights were phenomenal. Yeah, you can't. There's a couple of things. Dana's slow playing it because there was a reason why he slow played it. it was for a couple reasons. Should. The number one reason was because I think he thought if Max did win this fight, I would get a third fight between Volkanovski and Max and make Absolutely. more money. And I can always run back to Henry and be like, hey, let's talk about it now. Like if Volkanovski does lose or does win, which he did tonight, which I don't think he did. We'll get into that in a little bit. Ugh. But so volkanovsky wins. Now do you run it back because it was so controversial with Max and get another fight out of it? Or no, do you throw Henry in there? Or who else is next in line there? Who's next in line for the hundred and forty five pound title?
1: Well, you got a lot of guys that you could look at, you know, for the hundred and forty five pound. You got Zabit. Come on, you know, Zabit is good. Yeah. What's he got? Brian Ortega he's still undefeated. You got Brian Ortega, Korean, you got Korean Zombie, Zombie Yair. Yair's Yair Rodriguez. fighting somebody.
0: Who's Yair fighting?
1: I don't know who Yair's fighting.
0: He's fighting a but tough guy. Good fight. On though. top of that, you've got other. You know, Zabit. He's fighting Zabit. I said, okay. Dude, yeah. What a fight that would. That'll be, be. fun. Woo-hoo-hoo. That'll be fun. I'm not a Yair fan, but um, I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, whatever. Come on. <laughs> he
1: is so good i don't know about he's this lightning in here man
0: dave i gotta be able to see your ugly mug dude this is not this is not the way i want this filming to be set up anymore okay i gotta be able to see your ugly ass mug yeah move it because i gotta be like i i need you to for some reason i need to see that smirk on your face look yeah yeah i'm not saying he's not fun to watch i'm not saying that i like i, I like the way he fights i, I just i the whole thing when he left and tried to get more money and then came back and went cowering back to Dana and the UFC, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It is the way it is. Okay, who knows? On. Maybe later hold on. on like hold it. on.
1: Hold on. I want you to think about this.
0: Dave, pull up.
1: How old is Yair, Yair Rodriguez right now?
0: He's got to be like, what, 24? <laughs>
1: 25? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So how many
0: years ago was that now? No, oh, I don't know. He's 27. So that was probably about, I think okay. it was about 2 years ago, 3 maybe. Three, yeah, so a while I'll say 2
1: 2 to 3 years ago. Yeah. So he was 24 25. Yeah. All right? He's young. Yeah. He thinks he thinks I've got a power play and then he goes, "Oh, they're they're getting rid of me. I made a mistake."
0: He's young. You know, I would fire my management if they fucking <laughs> let them do that. How fucking <laughs> dumb are they? oh Oh, well anyways look there's no doubt he's entertaining he's fun to watch um you know he i mean he's fun and that should be a great fight him and zabit should be a wonderful oh him and zabit should be incredible absolute barn burner the winner of that will probably get the title shot i would imagine next um unless they throw together the henry fight or i could i honestly could really see dana going let's throw max back in there because that was a horrible decision i could see him doing that I'm sorry, but the Hawaiian market is just such a big market, man. It's always been since BJ Penn. Yeah. You've got, you know, like they just they just follow their fighters no matter what, and they buy pay-per-views, and that's what they do. And well, let's talk go- about that fight now because
1: talk about it. Max Holloway got I don't want to say robbed.
0: Yeah, you he, like that term.
1: He got jobbed because <laughs> he definitely won
0: that fight. Is that like I, a robbery I'm and a blowjob? I'm, is I'm that just that? gonna, I'm just that a gonna say a robbery and a well, blowjob. What is that?
1: There are certain people that were. <laughs> this is where I have a problem. And I uh, the UFC, they're responsible for the people that are their officials there. This isn't the British mixed martial arts council that is doing the inspector job and things. It's the UFC. You pick some really bad people to be your judges because they do not have the levels that it takes to be in the position they are and to judge some of those fights because the Volkanovsky fight was not that hard of a fight to judge. Yeah, Max was tooling him in the beginning of that fight. I'll give Volkanovsky coming on in the end. Okay, but there's no way that he won three rounds of that fight. Did not happen. Impossible. Sorry, I don't know what the hell you're looking at. I wrote the rules that you go by for your criteria and you're not
0: freaking following them. there you go okay so i had it i had it three two would you have it i had it three two yeah so you had volkanovsky win in four and five yeah and and you you almost could have gone and said i
1: could have made it 49 46 for holloway giving him the fourth round yeah it was was close round one of the two
0: no the fourth i had volkanovsky win in the fifth yeah yeah yeah, Max like really sort of getting tired towards the end there. I don't know if... It, well, yeah. Going to the Rose thing, the long punches, keeping the distance. Uh, look, I think the difference in this fight, even though I know Max lost, but I feel like, look, we got... we You and I, we got fucking murdered in our comment section saying like, oh, this fight was... Not this fight, but the first one. I don't know how you guys think that fight was fucking close. It was not close. Volkanovsky destroyed him. There's nothing Max can do to make this fight close again. There's no way Max is winning this fight. Look, even though he lost on the scorecards, he didn't lose. He didn't lose this fight. The other thing is, well, what do you mean that he couldn't do something different? He did a lot of things different stuck and move better uses lateral movement better he kicked a lot more which changed of the volkanovsky
1: to fight. off towards his right side so yeah. he landed that straight right hand he did all kinds of cool things volkanovsky's tougher than hell i'll give him yeah. credit. And, and look i the very first fight i just, I told people Volkonovsky's gonna win and this is why and I, I gave him the reasons why i thought volkanovsky was gonna beat max and in this one i said I think Volkanovski is going to win it again, but it's going to be closer. I yeah. would like to see Max win, but I think it'll be a, an actual really good rematch. And I don't think Volkanovski is going to get rid of him like he was saying. Mm-hmm. I said, show me the guys that, guys that get rid of Max. Yeah. Just doesn't happen a whole lot.
0: Yeah, I thought Max, but he, he did make He made a ton of changes. And if if you guys are at home, don't understand what those changes are then. I don't like to throw around the word casual but that's kind of what you are. But <laughs> look, bottom line is is that he added the kicks, he used a lot more of his lateral movement, changed directions on a lot of things. The kicks kept were, kept Volkanovski from being able to move forward when yeah. he wanted. And every time he didn't move forward, Huge. he, he uses lateral movement left and right. And every time you do that, it makes them stop and turn, makes them stop and turn. And you can never just keep pressuring, pressuring him forward. When he does that, if you pressure them to go backwards, which he was able to do in the fourth and the fifth, that's how he got to the body lock. That's how he got the inside trip. That's how he's able to get to those positions is because he was able to stop Max from or s- keep Max from standing right in front of him. If he's able to stand right in front of him, he's able to get to the body lock, he's able to get to the wrestling positions, he's able to get the takedowns. Max did a wonderful job tonight. I thought Max won the fight. I had it 3-2. I could have given Max, I believe, the fourth. Yeah. Now I don't know how much I believe the fact that he was just doing Zoom classes. I don't know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> it's, it's garbage. If that's what if you look that good on just Zoom classes, I would just say just keep doing Zoom classes. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you were doing, but it was it was phenomenal. And and I said this I don't know how many times, you know, from before. All he had to do was make a couple little tweaks and believe in himself, you know, knowing that he had, you know, he had a tough fight with uh, Dustin Poirier, he had a tough fight with Volkanovski, you know, those are things that happen, but he just, he, there wasn't even to go out there and rewrite how he fights. He just needed to make a couple changes, but he also needed to build on the confidence of being the champion or believing that he was the champion that he is, he has been, you know, and if he was able to do that, the performance he gave tonight was exactly what he needed to do to be a winner. I don't know what the judges saw. I don't know what the fuck they were looking at. But I had, I had definitely had him win in the fight, and I tip my hat to him for coming back and being a true champion. He's a phenomenal fighter, and I, I I'm always a fan. I'm always will always be a fan. I loved watching him fight. I love watching him fight. And so, I, I hope, I hope that Dana does the right thing, and gives him a modern match. I hope so. I don't. I would like I to think, think he that can. How do you not though? If he's supposed to be the greatest. This this was an automatic rematch, basically. If if he is supposed to be the greatest. Volkanovsky
1: and and I I agree with you, Josh. But this was the second fight in a row between these two gentlemen. So you got to say, I can't do a third in a row. I got to give Volkanovsky another challenger. And I've got to give Max other opponents. And then he wins those. I'll bring them back together i don't know this is that's the way i think it's
0: gonna who be. do you give him who's that let me see that let me see the the thing again there who do you give who volkanovsky no max oh, he's already beat, a he's lot already of guys. Beat, he's already beat brian ortega maybe okay. K- maybe korean zombie
1: you could give him korean zombie you can give him your yarr- oh josh you
0: Emmett or calvin guitar hello cater is it there's cater? two more i always say guitar calvin cater cater you say cater i say guitar Tomato, okay. tomato, because the
1: guitar is like Q A T A R.
0: No. I don't even know. <laughs> C T E, um, yeah, you can give him Korean Zombie, you can give him Josh Emmett, you can give him uh Calvin. Well, Kennedy. you can't give him
1: Josh Emmett because Josh is out.
0: Oh, right what, what happened? He,
1: like, oh, dude, he tore his,
0: tore his knee out <sighs> in his fight with Burgos. He's older too, right? Isn't he like 35? Yeah, yeah. that's tough, that's tough, man. That guy, he's had a I shitty run, man. But remember, what he got signed to the UFC or something like that, or he was in the, in the in a show. It Was a Dana Wise contender series where he tore his ligament in his thumb? And his no, bone no, was That sticking was his first UFC fight. That was his first UFC Jesus, fight. His now. finger was like it was like filleted <laughs> open. Yeah, yeah, it was not looking good. God. The bone was sticking out. Yeah, that's disgusting. Please don't want it. Yeah, he, <laughs> Dave, podcast Dave's such a Josh hammett fan. I like Josh Emmett. Uh, we, you know, I've had uh, him. I did a, a sh- I did a, I did an interview man. with him one time and. Some bitch can hit. So, he, oh. He's got dogs.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Barking yeah, dogs. Fun, fun to watch. Okay, so next fight was. Next fight. Come on. Hey, well, that was the main event, right? There it is. What do you think?
1: I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so upsetting. It just was not. Yeah. You know the. Well, let's look at it. You saw. Mazvidal, I think one of the judges gave Mazvidal the first round. Two of the judges gave it to Usman. I think you could have given it to Mazvidal as far as he landed a lot more shots. You saw Usman get the takedown off of catching the kick. He was on top, didn't really do much for damage, but yeah, you know. But right away, you saw that adrenaline dump out of Masvidal Yeah. You know? And I, I said, right, I said, eh he just had a big adrenaline dump you can see it his arms are heavy the the grappling part of just seeing uzman push him against the fence a lot of people are not going to like that style of fighting it's not fun to watch it's you know even even i don't you know say that's the fight i want to see but i do appreciate how effective that grinding dirty fight is and when you're 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 uzman and you're pushing him against the cage and making him hold that weight with your arms, those arms that are a fast twitch muscle fiber arm, that he does have a fast jab, and he's got a beautiful right cross that he throws, or if he switches his feet, he he switches that up. But it's hard when your arms are heavy from holding Usman in position so he can't drop in on your legs. And all of that energy he put out, you saw eventually Masvidal was using that position to try to gain Rest and try to get himself back so he gets some air. He just didn't have the conditioning that he needed for that fight, and the way that that fight played out, he he went out there with almost that one round mentality. I got to get, let me get him out in the first round. Let me let me hurt him with my hands so he doesn't take the shots. Let let me get this to where it's it's going my way, and it just never went his
0: way. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what you expect from someone who took a fight on six days' notice. Yeah, yeah, it really you know? is.
1: Like, yeah,
0: let me try to get him out there in the first round. If I don't get him out in the first round, okay, I'll pick and choose my shots and, you know, and trying and the one trying to get my back off the fence, which he never tried to do. He just kind of was cool hanging out there in the second and third round. I was like, that kind of made it even more exhausting. Yep. He, he sh- there was moments there where he had opportunities to circle off the fence. Uh, obviously, look, you guys, I, I'm saying all this. It's fucking way easier said than done. Oh, I'm yeah. saying it. I'm like, Especially oh, yeah. Especially against someone off. like Usman. Yeah. I mean, like, just circle off. Look, I thought Usman was going to be a lot big. Like, I thought Usman going to be a lot bigger than him. Absolutely not. George's a big-ass boy. And um, he's huge. He's a huge guy. Compa- like, when you see the two of them face-to-face in the case, I was like, wait, you guys are about the same size. You know, he used to fight 155. I know, but he was like really small waist. Like you could see he had like tree trunk legs, but really small waist. But he caught, he caught a ton of weight, I think is what he was saying from back in the day. Um, He looked good, man. I thought he looked good in the first round. He got a good snap on his punches. His kicks were dynamite. I'm surprised more people don't kick the calf on Usman, you know, because he got kind of a wider boxing stance. Wide stance. And I had texted you this in the first round. He got hit with some clean shots in the first round. When they went back to the corner, I was like, I sure hope, because he was training with, what's the guy's name, Trevor Whitman? Trevor Whitman. I said, I sure hope, training with a new kickboxing guy, this guy's not in the corner telling him, yeah, yeah, you're looking good on the feet. Shut up. Get to wrestling. Get to wrestling, man. Like, I'm sorry, I've seen it way too many times. Ronda Rousey, all of a sudden training with a boxing coach, she can beat Floyd Mayweather. Get the fuck out of here. Okay? Uh, you know, it's like you just you yeah. you sometimes get a little overconfident because something's working in the gym and the stand-up that you're working with the mitts. Then you spar. Ronda
1: would have, R- Ronda would have beat Floyd in a, in a grappling
0: match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, yeah. She, right she, there. she's bigger than him too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, look, I've seen it too many times. I've seen guys get comfortable on the feet in the gym, start thinking they can stand, and then they, you know, some some of the stuff they're working with, their their coach with on the mitts. They tra- it translates into the sparring in the gym, but then you get out there in a fight, and you you're really fighting in four ounce gloves, not sixteens. Where you, when you get yep. hit, there's real damage being done, not just like you're getting hit with pillows. It changes the game. And Usman, I f- I felt like in moments there, he thought he could stand in that first round, and I was like, he was getting hit with some clean shots, shrugged him off, you know, really well. But I think in the second round, he's like, okay, look, I don't want to be playing this game too long. So he got back into the clinch, into the grind, press him to the fence. I would have I liked he was this smart. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Brilliant on his part. Um, I heard Trevor Whitman going into the fifth round, you know, press him to the fence. When you break, make space, throw punches, and then drop back down on the leg, you know, just kind of make him think you're going to get into exchange with him. Brilliant job. That was good coaching from that part. You know, I guess we saw what we could see from from George all on a six-day notice fight. Not to mention what, flying from Florida to Las Vegas, right, for test? Yep. For testing, and then flying from Vegas to, to Italy to, to, yeah, to, to Italy. Abu Dhabi. So, yeah. That's a Just lot, sit man. in a room. That's a lot. That's crazy. Not easy. Hey. So that's why they but get paid the big bucks. That's it. <laughs> um, Yeah, I guess I could say I expected more out of the fight, but to be honest, from... I've, uh, I've been around situations like that. I've taken fights on short notice like that. It really just comes down to the fact that both fighters had to make the adjustment. One taking the fight and not being in the best shape of his life. And then yep. the other person fighting somebody that they didn't really expect to fight. You know, Dorino was going to be a different style of fight than George Mazzaro. You know, Doreño yeah. was going to be like, go ahead, take me down. Let's see what happens. I dare you, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll stand with you as well. I got to tell you though, that Usman made me a more of a believer tonight against Colby on the feet. I'm not, I don't, it, to me, I'm like, all right, so y'all struck Colby, okay? I have a five year old that could have probably done that. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what I mean? Like, when you're talking about stand up wise, I'm talking about stand up. You know, when you're talking, you're having those situations. That's what you're saying. But Dornino, like, the stand up, I don't know if it would have went his way. Usman's gotten a lot better. And I know he looked good in the Colby fight, but even though there were some shots he took tonight, he had some good stuff. His push kick's doing good for him. Yeah. He's got that long one-two combination. He he doesn't really fight very well in the clinch, but he doesn't need to, only because he's got wrestling. he gets get you down, and when he gets on top of you, good God. His ground-up pound was nasty. I heard that shit through the fucking TV, and I was like, ugh. I mean, those elbows he landed, and the short elbows, especially at the end yeah. of that first round, or when he got that first takedown in the first round, Oh, just, just gross. I tell you, I walk past the cage now and I hear guys getting hit like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm so not fighting ever again. I'm so retired. (laughs) I'm so retired. (laughs) And George out there still doing it like a fucking savage. Absolutely amazing, man. Absolutely. I got, I don't know. It wasn't the fight everyone wanted, but. I tip now, my hat to both guys because one had to make the adjustment being the champion with everything to lose and the other guy had to come in realizing that, hey, I got to get this guy out of here in one or two rounds or I'm going to be getting my ass kicked or at least, you know, taking some shots I don't want to take.
1: So you, you take a look, at, you know, when you, you got to give Uzman credit, that's three guys in a row. Tyrone Woodley, he's the one that put the chink in the armor there. Colby Covington puts the chink in the armor there and now Masvidal. That's three solid wins in a row. Yeah. He's proving something
0: so dana white comes out and says that uh gilbert burns is getting the the next shot okay that's cool so now yeah. where, where does all go leon edwards
1: oh yeah especially based off of what happened after the till fight yep and that little exchange they
0: had in the back
1: yep that's the fight to make
0: i and think here's the thing after watching tonight though I start thinking that Leon probably, out of all the guys, has the best chance of beating Usman. He definitely, Usman cannot stand up and
1: exchange with Leon. But I think Usman can can definitely manhandle him into the same type of fight that he just showed against Masvidal.
0: Yeah, Leon doesn't have the takedown defense that, that Masvidal has. Nope.
1: And he doesn't have the ability to get back to his feet the way that Masvidal does. No,
0: but he you does know? have a better submission game.
1: Yeah, he's not going to submit. Who's I,
0: I'm not saying that, but he can threaten it enough to potentially get to his feet or threaten it enough to basically stop a takedown. Those are options. I'm just throwing them out there. I'm, being, I'm being yeah. devil, Give me devil's yeah. advocate yeah. here for You're a second. Okay. You're on. okay you with it. Gotta,
1: I'll go with it. I ain't buying it, but I'll go you with it. You don't got
0: to shut me down right off the bat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
1: Uh, I love Leon Edwards. That's I know. Point. I think he's so good, but I just think there's a stylistic matchup against Uzman that is—it's tough for him. Yeah, I'll take Leon Edwards. You put him against, you know, even before Woodley lost to Burns, you know, I thought that was a hard. We talked about said, mm-hmm. that's a hard fight for Woodley. Yeah. I, you know, so it's not that you know. it, it Oh, if you're a wrestler, you're going to beat Leon Edwards. That's not it. It's the type of grinding fighter that Usman is, and he's been doing it now throughout his UFC career. He's done it time and time again, and he's done it to Leon Edwards. Yeah, so he's already been in there with him.
0: Yeah, true. I want to see. I yeah, I I would like to. I think Leon is a different fighter now, though. No, I I agree just with that. Just, so so is Usman. Usman, so is Usman, bingo. I agree. So his is Usman, his stand up is so much better than it was back yeah true true but it's it's better but good enough to get him in trouble we almost saw a little bit of that tonight (laughs) that's the problem (laughs) there's the thing that's the problem is that when you have guys that sure they're getting better at something they want to test it against somebody that they've already beaten that potentially will get you in trouble now i'm not saying that he's going to do that i'm just saying that it it could potentially lead to getting you in more trouble you gotta admit though you gotta admit the man's got a chin he, he takes a shot. He does. Okay. He does. I, I was. I like I said, both guys, given what they were handed tonight, I know it wasn't the fight that everyone wanted to see, but it was definitely a, the performance that we needed to see for one of them to walk away with the title. Usman walking back home with the title, and George going like, you know what? I didn't really take a whole lot of damage outside the two headbutts, you yeah. know, and the cuts. I didn't really take a whole lot of damage. I mean, the way he rolls with punches and throws back, the way he avoids like taking clear shots. That's, he's so good. And I've heard stories about him at ATT from years ago, <clears throat> how no one would spar with Hector Lombard, you know, when he was the Bellator champ at 185 pounds, he was just, Hector would just fucking rip people apart. And he, and they said, George would be the only one that would spar with him because he, Hector would get so pissed because he couldn't hit him. He would just be slipping and moving, slipping and moving and ducking, touching and touching and talking shit a little bit. Like, come on, George. All right, come on, Hector. Come on, Hector. Like, you know, and just having fun with it and it would piss Hector off and I, I these are just stories that I've heard but I oh, just it's a think true it's, story. yeah I think it's great man like I see it like how he's done it for so long you see it now and I see the way he's still doing it he's fighting at the highest level I don't know if you guys like I talked about this what last week I think if you guys go back and watch his fight with KJ noons probably one of the most uh, amazing displays I've ever seen of stand-up fighting against another stand-up guy he just touch touch kick touch touch boom like he was just landing some clean nasty shots it was just a one-sided fight the whole time and just George looked phenomenal and I was like I've seen that progression since Strike Force days UFC days and it's just gotten so much better man I, 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 he's definitely not done I know he's got plenty of fights left in him he's got big money fights left in him for sure So I'm excited. I'm excited. I I get excited to see him fight, man. I would love to see him and Leon. So you have him and Leon. I think that that would be a great match. You got Burns. That would be fun. You got Burns and uh, Usman next. That leaves Colby out there in the middle of nowhere to dry. Maybe Tyron Woodley, but then I don't think Colby's going to want that fight just in the fact that he's lost two in a row. Like, why take it? Colby and, I mean, there's really no one else. You got Damian Maya, maybe Michael Chiesa
1: we nah, got a couple in.
0: yeah Chiesa's on he's, he's won his last Chiesa's on a two. yeah he's on a good one, he's won his last two um, you know he just beat someone really impressive I thought I was trying to remember his last fight. who his last fight was Dos Anjos uh, did he beat Dos uh
1: Dos Anjos I'm not sure I it was he Diego someone.
0: he beat Diego and then he had yeah no, he, he, he did beat, have another he, win yeah effort. he beat Carlos Condit Diego Sanchez and then Dos Anjos
1: okay
0: so he just beat pretty Dos good Sanchez. yeah that's pretty good Good stuff. Nice little three, three, fight run. Western, yeah. Um. Okay. So, what else, buddy? What else was there? Hey. Oh, wait, wait. Sorry. Let's go. There. Can you pull up the prelims for me? Yeah. There was a fight on the prelims that the judge or the ref took away Mark Goddard took away two points for an illegal knee on the head to the, well, the down opponent. Okay. Uh, he'd already need the guy in the groin twice. Okay. Uh, I, did you watch that fight? Tell me why did he take two points? Because he the kid held his head and fucking need him right like in the, against the cage. It could okay, have been so, more deliberate. So than why that. did he take two points? I think because he deserved to get taken two points. So let's let's make it clear for
1: everyone uh-huh. so they understand. Referees can take what points they want as long as it's reasonable for what occurred. But you need to understand under the unified rules, if you have a fighter that you say created what is an intentional foul and there's any type of damage or injury off of it, you have no choice but to take a minimum of two points. You must take at least two points. That's the minimum that you can take. You can take three if you wanted, but you'd have to say why you took three in the situation when the commission came to you. But if you have that intentional foul and there is any type of damage or injury off of it, you have to take two points under the rules. Now, you know, Does that make sense.
0: Yes. Yeah, I could. Okay. I, it couldn't have been, I think, any more deliberate than what he did. He had, to now, be, he had him on held the knee. head right there. Boom. Had did get-
1: you see the one in the LFA? Yes. Oh, you talk about deliberate and definitely a DQ was in order.
0: Yeah. Do you, here's the thing. As a commission, do you start slapping suspension time onto that? Because that can, was, oh, that was nasty. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the
1: whole point is this. Not only was it nasty, it's nasty because the fighter who was hit by it was knocked unconscious and that's damage and that's damaging to his career because he's not protecting himself yeah from something that he doesn't believe can be done now he had gotten hurt with a punch just a second before and he had hurt his opponent also and his they kind of separated in his opponent season he comes in and just runs in and throws a knee when the guy is a grounded fighter so could he be altering his career forever sure you know as the commission can you look and say hey not only are you going to be dis, you know disqualified in this fight and lose the fight you are now under suspension in my state and i'm going to give you a 6 month suspension 9 month suspension 1 year suspension and when you have that suspension your that suspension goes on the database that all of the commissions have and they see that you're under suspension they won't license you. You can't fight. You're not going to fight not only in that state. You're not going to fight in any state.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. <clears throat> do do refs? Okay, I guess I, let me have this,
1: feelings. I'm, yes. Mm, no, no, <laughs> no one cares. Come on, man. No one, gives <laughs> no a one damn. cares.
0: <laughs> so okay, so remember when, Cal- when UFC was trying to do the fight at Lemoore? There was a lot of, you know, during the COVID situation. Yep. Do you remember that, the, what, Newsom or Diane, what was his name, Diane Feinstein? She, Diane they, Feinstein. they called Daisy and said, hey, you know, we kind of want it to shut down just yep. to be on the safe side, whatever it is. Had a ref and a judge, or not a ju- judges, taken that fight, would they have been suspended and never been able to work shows again or given a certain amount of time for working that show, knowing that the commission had said, no, we don't want this fight to happen? If the UFC Could. had still done it.
1: Well, first off, could they have been as far as the state of California? Could this, if they went to then try, if they were a licensed official in the yes. state and they went and worked that show, uh, they wouldn't be working any more shows in the state of California?
0: It's now, not going to happen. Now, how we talked about how you just said that as for Fire to get suspended in California, that pretty much makes them suspended in Nevada and New York and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Would that same thing apply to refs and judges? What will happen is if you are suspended as an
1: official in any state, if you go to another state to try to get licensed, they're going to give you this form that you fill out. And one of the first questions on it is, have you ever been suspended as an official? And you, you better write in, yes, you have, and explain what happened and why. You're going to have to put in that nice little story of, well, I worked a unsanctioned event in the state. And so that's really the question is, was the event going to be sanctioned? If it was, the, the officials that were going to work it could say, well, it was sanctioned. No, being sanctioned by the UFC is not being sanctioned, Okay, especially in North America. Yeah. You're talking about the United States of America or in Canada. There are commissions throughout North America. There is either a tribal commission or a state commission or a provincial commission. And you have got to look and say, hey, I've got to follow what that commission says I can do. You know, I'm not saying that's always fair, but that's just the way it is. And in that situation, if you went and worked for that promotion and it wasn't a regulated event, every commission can sit there and say, we're not going to use Yeah. Doesn't mean that they won't. They will. There's some that'll say, oh, I'll use you anyways. Doesn't matter to me. And there's some that'll say you'll never work here. Just the way it is.
0: Okay. So now speaking of suspensions, do commissions get involved in scenarios like what we've seen with Mike Perry?
1: No. As far as commissions are not going to get involved in that as far as They're not going to do any type of penalty based upon what Mike Perry has done. The one thing that they will do is if the UFC wanted to use Mike Perry in a fight right now, if Mike had been arrested or anything came of that, they can say, we either want clarification on what occurred before we license him, or they can actually say, as a commission, we're not going to license that fighter right now. Got it. You know, they do have that option. You know, th- that license, the, the easiest way to look at it is this. That license is not a right. It is a privilege. That's the way they look at it. And you have to do the right things to gain that
0: privilege. You're starting to sound like Dana White. This isn't a career bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, so Dana came out and said that he's going to help Mike Perry get him some counseling Good. and some therapy and things like that. Good. That's phenomenal, man. That's nice to hear. I know a lot of people like to bash me in the comment sections because I'm always Dana bashing. But um, you guys need to listen up. I'm giving him credit right now. I think it's amazing. I think it's a great job. Um, Dana's helped me out a couple times, like way, way back in 2000, 2001. I had some real bad back problems and neck problems. Uh, He sent me to a couple of therapists in Vegas and had them work on me, take care of me, you know, for uh, about a week. And uh got me walking upright and got me getting ready for some of my fights. So Dana has a good side. Very very often, not a lot of people get to see it. Um, and sometimes you don't see it very often. So that's the thing. But there is one <laughs> there is one in there somewhere, and randomly it comes out, and like in this situation, it's good to see that he's helping someone like Mike Perry, who who I think probably is a is a good person in heart. He just has had mis he's been misguided pretty much a lot of his life and uh could use something like this and I, i'm glad i'm glad that he's willing to help him out and get him some therapy and some help so we could potentially see him fight again because no matter what i love watching the guy fight the guy's got heavy hands and he's fun to watch. he's a gamer yeah win or lose he's fun so he's gonna go
1: out on his shield i feel you know like everyone's got issues i don't mm-hmm. care who you are and you know maybe mike has you know a little bit of a problem with alcohol i'm not saying he does but if he does hey He's not the first. He won't be the last. Did he make a mistake? All right, he made a mistake. Uh, There's been a lot of guys that have made mistakes. Don't, you know, don't judge everyone. At least you be judged yourself, as they say. So, you know, give him a chance. He deserves a second chance. He made a mistake. We have all made him.
0: Uh, there's also some rumors going around that Khabib is retired. Um, just so you guys, everyone knows this, uh, yeah. Ali, Ali came out as well and said, cause the Russian media ran with something, I guess, apparently that Ali had said, but it really didn't say it. And bottom line is this Khabib's not making any decisions on whether he's fighting soon later, retired, nothing. He's taking his time right now to mourn his father and spend time with his family and talk with his teammates, you know, uh, all the other guys, and see exactly how they want to pursue, you know, because he was their coach. He was not just Khabib's coach. He was Islam's coach, you know, Zubai's coach. He was was a lot of fighters' coaches. And so they're going to take their time doing this. Now, does that mean we're going to see Justin Gaethje and Khabib in September? I I can't tell you. No one can tell you. Nobody knows. Ali doesn't even know. Okay? So anyone that says, like, oh, well, Ali said – Nobody knows. Let Khabib be him. Let him take his time uh, to to mourn his father and spend time with his family and his wife and his kids and his mother, especially. And uh, you know, and get his mind right. And I would want to see him fight soon, anyways. I would want to make sure that we get the best Khabib we can get to fight a fucking savage like Justin Gaethje. So um, you know, I just I, I people keep hitting me up. And I, I wanted to touch base on it because I actually saw Ali had posted something today too, talking about. How the media had said, turned something around that he had said, saying he was retired. Um, <clears throat> People keep hitting me up in my DMs and on, on our comment section saying, like, hey, when's Khabib gonna fight? Is that fight gonna start? I, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's posi- going
1: on. Great position for Connor McGregor.
0: Yeah, very true. Yeah. Come on. Connor true. against Justin. Come yep. on. Yep. Dana came out also and said that I do believe that he will fight again, which I think the door is now open. <laughs> I think the door is now open. Yeah. Thing. and uh yeah i mean if, if you think about it right it's a win-win for Dana. if you get connor to fight justin potentially get him out of you know like whether it's justin or connor whichever one loses the winner fights khabib i mean i think they probably lean more towards you know connor winning obviously because this the round two fight of khabib and, and Connor. but yep it would be there anyways no one knows what what's going on i don't think that he's retired I don't think he'll do that. I think he will fight at least one or two more times. I think, um, but I do think he's going to need time. I, you know, you guys, have, if you guys have looked at some of his past interviews, man, he just, he held his father at just the highest, highest regard. I mean, just unbelievable. Talked about him all the time. And I've talked about this before. He FaceTimed him sometimes two, three times a day. Talked to him about how his, how his training went here in San Jose, how his morning run went, how his afternoon training went, how his evening cardio went. On the phone with his dad all the time, FaceTiming. So, yeah, that's going to be, it's going to be some time. Just everyone let him be.
1: His dad was a fairly young
0: man. Yeah. Okay. I
1: I don't want to say, he's my age. Okay.
0: He was not 75. Barely. barely. (laughs) He was not 75. He was not 75. I know he wasn't 75. (laughs) But, you know,
1: way too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. And that's tough. And someone needs all the time. You know, you can give him to get over that, especially someone that was as close to him, like you're saying, Yeah, that we know Khabib was. So, yeah. Yeah. God bless him.
0: Um, What else? Just to touch base real quick, Bellator will be apparently going on. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Yep, we will be back on the 24th is what it sounds like. Uh, um, back. Yep, we've got the, the card <laughs> is stacked. I cannot release any of those fights to you on what yeah, the card will great. be. But the card is stacked. and I'm excited for that card because I cannot fucking wait to see some fight. I can't wait to call some fights. That's what I can't wait. There you for. go. And uh, and get to see the crew, our whole production team and, all, and the whole group and everything. So it should be fun. I'm excited. get to actually see you in person. It's, it's been so Hello. long. Oh, whoa. I know. It's been so long. I see you every single week, but it's like, you know, long distance relationships, they never work. <laughs> yeah, never. Never do. Oh, man. Uh, is there anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? Anything? now
1: nah, just you know what please 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 i know those people all the officials for the ufc in abu dhabi are there for 19 days i believe wow. it is so if you're one of the judges start studying the damn criteria and wow. figure out how to judge the fight
0: thank you tell us how you really i'm feel. out <laughs> all right guys a dot com. Slash Wayne in. Go ahead and look at our four t shirts that are up. We have the new Wayne in logo as well as our karate kid uh design. John Dude, obviously Mister Miyagi. Miyagi. With the, you see that? The chopsticks. <laughs> chopsticks with the fly, baby. We have the the fence peaker, which is podcast Dave overlooking the fence, and John and I sitting in the chairs. Kind of that home improvement Pod, kind of feel podcast to it.
1: Podcast Dave's in the
0: Karate Kid, man. He's doing the crane oh, with is? the computer screen. That's come crazy. on, baby. I don't want to give him that much credit. He can barely <laughs> walk and chew gum at the same time. And then we have our original logo, Weighing In, which is the big circle with the Weighing In logo as well. So uh, check those all out if you guys can. And uh, what is it? Is it up there? Uh, the code? Yes, the code is Birthday. Birthday. So what is it, 20%? There you go. 20% off. Boom. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you guys enjoy the show, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you later.